Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Escape from Planet listeners. I'm your host, Chris, here with Tina and Adam. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up? And this, I think people are really going to want to listen to this episode because it's been, uh, you know, the Winter Olympics has been kind of on all our news uh, lately. And this Eileen Ku thing has been, especially for Asian Americans, been a uh, all across our screen so we're going to talk about that i find it really weird i don't know about you guys i really don't care about the winter olympics anyway and especially with covid i didn't care about the tokyo olympics yeah i really don't care about this olympics but you know there are like these political stories that seem to the only reason why it's relevant right now is because of things like eileen Gu. otherwise I, do, I wouldn't even know what's going on i'm kind of i'm kind of invested in watching nathan chen win he, i like, am too honestly he killed it his uh i guess he did like the he did the team short event? program for the team event. Yeah, and for he the men. fucking nailed it. It was crazy. He, um, I think, like I was really invested in 2018, and he won the bronze, uh, and it was a little disappointing. Wait, you mean in him or the Winter Games in general? No, in him. Okay, just in him. Um, and because he, he had he had been he was like the reigning world champion, but he got the bronze, and then he won the world championship right after that, which I thought was kind of impressive, right? Like you did poorly, and then you sort of come back. And then he's the defending world champion again this year going in. So uh, we'll see. Oh, uh, before we go any further, I do want to remind listeners, uh, if you want to listen to our weekly bonus episodes and get double the Escape from Planet content, go to patreon.com slash planetmag. Just for $5 a month, you get that. And you get access to our Discord where we all hang out with a whole bunch of other great people, all the other subscribers. So join the community. That's www.patreon.com slash planetmag. Um, also, I normally I wouldn't do this, but I think uh, it's I think when this episode gets released, it will be my birthday. So happy birthday to me! Nice. If you all wanna wish me happy birthday, go to my Twitter or whatever. I don't know what people do these days. Remember when uh, wishing people happy birthday on Facebook was a big thing? That was like what over ten years ago. Now people don't do that, so whatever. But <laughs> just wanted to say that. All right. So moving on. Just some things to get out of the way before we talk about Eileen Gu and the Winter Olympics. I thought were just th- funny things that happened. You all saw that uh, Chen Wei Hua tweet. Is that uh, Tina? Am I saying that name right? Chen Wei Hua. Yeah. Okay. His tweet. It was in response to a politician named Representative Elise Stefanik. I don't even know who this is. But She's like she, in New York, I think. Like New York oh, State. really? Is yeah. she? Yeah. <laughs> She's like a state rep, I think. Oh, uh, okay. state rep. Okay. Yeah. Wow, he's even going after state reps. He is really the Terminator. He will not leave you alone. He will follow you to the ends of the earth. But anyway, she tweets, America first, China last, which is like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what that's in uh, relevance to. But then uh, he tweeted, first in what? COVID infections and deaths, gun violence, <laughs> prison population, Number of homeless people, bombs dropped in foreign countries, national debt of 30 trillion, number of idiot politicians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, fatality. And, <laughs> and I th- at the last time I checked, uh, he got like something like 45,000 likes on his tweet. Well, she, I mean, her, she's, a, she's a local representative. No one really cares what she says, which it made it all the more funny. And Seriously, is there anyone better on Twitter right now than Chen Weiwa? Also, do you is this do you think this is a real guy? Is he like is he like the onion? Is he more like a, <laughs> a conglomerate of very sharp-witted people who function as one entity but nobody like I don't know. I like, have no are there idea. any conspiracy theories? Like is this an actual guy in uh, Beijing or wherever the government is uh, just I scanning assume, Twitter? I assume so, but now that you ask, I've never verified that he is. <laughs> so, He's a real maybe. person. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I have another question. When did ratio start to mean replies that are more popular than the original post? Because I always took it to mean any tweet that has more replies than likes. Because that yeah. almost always means people are dunking on the tweet. Nobody replies like encouraging words, but then doesn't like it. That was my understanding of the ratio. I think that's the original definition. I think that is the that's yeah, the that's technical the yeah. that's the technical um, definition though. Mm-hmm. If someone replies to you in an antagonistic way and gets a ton more likes than you, that looks pretty bad too. Oh yeah, that's that's very humiliating as well. But they can't both be the ratio. We need to come up with a new term. This I will not stand for this confusion. <laughs> no, ratio inflation. Um, yeah, I don't know what the the new term would be. Yeah. Um, Except that it was, we witnessed a murder, a Twitter murder. I, I tweeted this earlier this week, but we really need Trump and Chen to to go at it on Twitter. That it would be, you know, I, I would pay real money to see that. That would be great entertainment. I want to believe it's just one guy because it makes it more <laughs> um, impressive. Um, it sounds like he's a real guy. He has a Wikipedia yeah. entry. And if it was like a like a, a bunch of people sort of running this site, it, uh, th- that Twitter handle, it wouldn't be as impressive to me. But the fact that like he's so, he's so quick, he's on all of this stuff, and he's so like, he's just, and he's very ornery. Like that's 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 it's hilarious because you look at his face, and he's got sort of um, he looks a little bit uptight, and he looks a little bit you know like reserved, and then he comes out and he's just like lifetime bitch. <laughs> no, I think that is part of why he's so funny. I mean, first of all, it's like it's not just what he says is funny. If like I said this, it wouldn't be as funny because it's like I, I'm like nobody. I'm not. But he, this is like a top top guy in what what does he work for some some newspaper China right? Daily he's yeah he, China he's Daily the, yeah he's like the bureau chief of China Daily in I think Europe <laughs> so he lives in Europe the humor comes from a guy who is supposed to have this really dignified right stately right. position being so petty and like sassy on Twitter that it it is it is the context of the whole thing that's um, true and yeah his well, picture he knows, how to play, he knows how to play full contact Twitter like everyone yeah. else you know right <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, he retweet he retweeted me once. I was that was like the highlight. Oh of my, wow! Oh, nice. That was like one of the top top ten moments of my Twitter <laughs> Twitter life. Very my life. Cool. Like top three. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was that was a funny little thing. I also just wanted to make this comment about how I've just been reading these like tweets of you know various. I think they're Asian American or, or actually they're not. Sometimes they're non Asian, but you know the way they write about the Beijing Olympics. Forget about the political stuff. Just. The style is just so nauseating. They'll they'll talk about remember, remember that that uh, thing about all uh, complaining about like some noodle restaurant that has shut down from two thousand and eight. I mean, first of all, what a lot of restaurants uh, don't stay down, in business yeah. for you know over ten years, so that's really not a big deal. But seriously, they remind me of just like bad Asian American uh, MFA novels, like litfic types, where everything's about going back to the motherland. Uh, you know, the, this statue reminds you of your dead grandma and then you uh, go to some noodle stand and you have some like uh, Proust moment or, or some shit like that that they all write like it and um, it, it's it's just really really annoying. There's something weird about like white liberals or I guess and, and, and they're Asian lackeys <laughs> like the second they show up in China they turn into like MAGA like you know <laughs> what I mean yeah. like, like, like when they're here in America you know they're going to be they're they're all liberals, so they're going just going to be dumping on everyone who's like anti-mask and don't tread on me and the government is you know plotting against us and all this stuff. And they're like these people are crazy, y'all are crazy. Like you know we're literally trying to get 
uh, COVID under control. We're trying to save lives. We're trying to, you know, right. get the get the vaccine out. We're following science. And the second they step off that plane in China, they're like, this fondue looks uh, fucking uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. dystopian. Look at this, like, <laughs> yeah. bartender in PPE. Oh, my God. Like, I don't feel free. I don't feel safe. Look at all. Yeah. They're also all gung-ho, like, um, technology and, like, everything that, like, any tech company does they love it and then as soon as they step into china they're like these robots are dystopian and uh i can't believe they're so you know robots are serving me drinks and like cleaning the floors yeah it's that's why like, i don't respect what? it honestly like i i would respect it more if they were that way here too sure it'd be <laughs> consistent know? at least and they were yeah if there were maga chuds here yeah. and in china i'd be like okay well that's just who they are well, but they it, completely flip on a dime and i know it's because there's a market for this anti-China shit. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just gross. It's like, they're just like, you know, like, how far will a government go? You know, I'm like, you're at the Olympics for your job. Just stop complaining yeah. for a second. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And also, if you're going to be anti-China, I would be more, I would respect you more if you were like a Tucker Carlson or Will Kane type where you're just out and out. But as I said, the way they write is that, you know, shitty lit fic type of writing where they're like, I arrive at the airport and I can see the mists of the, <laughs> of the disinfectant, <laughs> uh, you know, floating past me. And in the corner of my eye, I see the panda mascot uh, dancing for whom nobody knows. It's so right. fucking <laughs> so shit. Yeah. Or like, they, they, yeah, and they tried to, like, the, with the fondue fountain, they tried to make it seem sinister that, like, the people working there were, like, encouraging them to, like, have fondue. Like, what? <laughs> she, monsters. Like, like, <laughs> fucking monsters. Like, the, like, the people working there as, like, service people were encouraging you to, like, use something that was there. Like, well, how? Well, what are they trying to poison you? It's Is this like chocolate. a poison fondue fountain? And like they were, I guess, like the government handlers had been like, you know, crossed with them that no, none of the Western journalists had fallen trapped to this. So now they had to like try to encourage them to eat it. It was so weird. I'm like, it's a fondue fountain. They're I trying see, to eat you. How dare are, they try to get you to eat some chocolate? Like, I see on our outline we want to talk about the opening ceremony. Um, and one thing, I mean, just on this topic, like. I remember there's there's this journalist named Shifan Wang, and she's like, I think, Chinese diaspora in Germany. Oh, the German brain woman? Yeah, the German okay. brain woman. And she <laughs> tweeted about how they played uh, Imagine and right. at the, during, during, the, during the opening ceremony. And I remember watching that. I was like, you know, for all they say about how, like, ultra-nationalist and, you know, xenophobic the Chinese are, like, here they are. This is their opening ceremony. They're playing, like, a British pop song yeah right and with universal appeal and if you notice like the the opening ceremony really it was very different than 2008 there were like very little not there was almost no chinese specific symbolism like there was no chinese characters you didn't get like those drummers that came out you know like that in 2008 where it was like we are china we're on this you know this was a very universal sort of culturally unspecific almost disney-like production and they played Imagine, and I was like, "This is a really, you know, this is this is them being open uh, to the outside world." And then her take on that was, "I uh, this is so dystopian." Like John Lennon, poor John. Le- she literally said, "Poor John Lennon." <laughs> she was like, "To have this, like, dis- you know, this this autocratic communist government, like, appro- culturally appropriate his song what? and repurpose it." 
that song sucks you know, what? anyway who cares you know and i'm yeah first of all the song sucks but second yeah. of all and then someone posted this uh this guy obukowski posted it in twitter and he posted a quote where john lennon was like oh yeah, yeah. imagine is actually like people like it because it's a sugar-coated song but it's basically communist it, I was going to say that it, like, it, they, if they wanted to have this sort of universalist message song about how – or um, like ceremony where it's not just very nationalist, they actually used Imagine in like its right context. Exactly. Like it's the exact right context to use that song because the lyrics are all just – can't we all just get along? You know, imagine all the people, you know? The whole spirit of it was just – they yeah. just – these – because I think like a lot of these Asian diaspora reporters like – this is their time to show. This is their Olympics. You know, they want to make it all about them. And then I think the 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 the, the conceit is they always play as if they're like Chinese refugees. They don't really say that because most of them are not. Uh, none of them are really. But they all ended up in the West. And then they kind of like retrofit. They retcon their own story to be like, I had to flee communism. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. most of them, they, like they just immigrated. You know, <laughs> or like they they just decided to go abroad. Um, or they were born overseas. Or their, their, yeah, their, or their parents just took them, right? Yeah, but they parents decided. But, and you know, a lot of them like re- retain their Chinese name conspicuously, and I think, um, I think it's kind of playing into this idea that they're like these, they're like the, they're the real China experts. They know the real dark side of China, and they keep pushing this story of like how bad China is, how bad China is, and I don't think they really believe that. I don't think they really care. I think they they just know that that is a very lucrative niche where if you can write enough, you know, um, articles about, you know, the pan, the, the, the panda off in the distance and who does he serve? I don't know, whatever the fuck the mists of disinfectant. If you can write enough of that crap, like your job will literally to be like living in a, like a subsidized apartment in Beijing, going out every night with your friends, writing a shitty article here and there, Going to the Olympics paid, and they still complain. You know, yeah. I, th- I think there's a there's probably opportunists, but I I also would bet there's a sincere bunch there. They are living their own uh, Asian American novel. They are the main characters of the story, and that's why it, uh, everything kind of tends to be about them when they write about the Olympics, and um, I mean, we even see it with the COVID coverage. That Amy Chin writer, she was like said. There was like some government warning about, you know, please take care of yourself. And she was like, this is just what my parents used to tell me, you know, and, and it just gets into weird um, <laughs> oh my so God. kind of stuff. So I, uh, before we go in, I, I do want to go back to that bartender thing because I think that got really dunked on by a lot of people because uh, to set the scene, it was a bartender who was dressed in basically like a hazmat suit. Yeah, full PPE. Right. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, if you're the type in America to demand everybody wear like, uh, like KN95 masks... Yeah. It's like, well, isn't this your dreamland? Isn't this your Disneyland where they're like in a hazmat suit? But it's like, oh no, that's too far. That's dystopian. Um, yeah. So they, it was just yeah. It was it was so it was so like it's making me feel weird. You, right. You know, that's you, exactly you, what you, it was. Yeah. You yeah. you you have made you have ruined my Olympic experience because you look weird. Right. And I don't feel good. That, you pierced my fantasy of I'm going to the Olympics to enjoy like, myself completely. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's just sort of like what well, you still got your drink. You're still in you're still in China. 
uh, you're still going to be able to go to all these events. Like the Olympics are still going on. Like what's your problem? Well, not just that, but the the bartender wearing the hazmat suit is yeah. doing that for you. Yeah, no, really? so I mean, exactly. He, you're doing yeah, like you're getting all this stuff. What are you complaining about? Yeah, it's it's not like it's like worst case scenario. It just looks weird. Yeah, it does look weird, but ultimately yeah. it's for your benefit, or at least. The, the gesture, I, I you know, but whatever. Like, it's, you, it's all like up. she, she in that moment, you know, is being like Kyrie Irving, right? Is it, <laughs> she's doing <laughs> the Kyrie Irving at that point, right? And they would, you know, they'll they'll make fun of, they'll dunk on him or they'll dunk on uh, Aaron Rodgers or whatever. But that's what they're doing. They're going over there and they're just like they're like Joe, they turn to Joe Rogan when they, they go turn to, to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking hypocrites. <laughs> well, you know, but the the actual main character of this whole Olympics is the main reason why we're, or the main subject of our pod today yes, is, great transition. is Eileen Gu. Great transition. All right, so I'll give her backstory. You guys jump in if I get something wrong. Um, I'll just quickly go over um, her thing. So she is Hapa. Her dad is a white American. Her mom is Chinese. And she was born in San Francisco. Um, she's 18 years old. Um, her mom was, she was like some pretty high, she rose to a level like pretty high up on Wall Street, right? And then, and then she like kind of went back to China, created some kind of, and and then like did business there, taught her child to you know how to ski because I think she herself, her mom, uh, really got into skiing. Uh, long story short, so she her beca- mom sounds like the shit. She her mom yeah. <laughs> sounds like well, she, yeah. She and I, I think I think it's a really important part of the story that her dad is explicitly never mentioned. I'm guessing that. I don't know. I don't know if he was basically just like a sperm donor type, uh, you know, barely above a sperm donor. I don't know. I, and I think this is critical to to why Americans get so insecure about her. But uh, remind me not to forget about that. But yeah, so she is a rising star uh, American. And then sometime in 2019, she goes to China, has this kind of secret meeting with uh, Xi Jinping himself. And after that, she declares, I'm representing China. Before then, she was like... Uh, like a top member of the U.S. team, I think, and and people I think expected her to represent the U.S. Uh, but then in 2019, uh, she declares for China, and and now we have the situation here where she will. Uh, I I really don't know anybody else who's gonna be like the face of this games. I don't really know. Uh, but she's clearly gonna be it, and she is basically, at least the way Americans are treating her, a defector to the enemy. And she's also half Asian. She's also like very attractive, very telegenic so it, and there's a She's lot a of psychosexual stuff going on yeah. which makes this a very juicy topic to talk about so all right l- let's dive in I, th- I think a lot of the accusations around her are that she's being opportunistic and she's doing it for the money and i think in a way that makes it mm-hmm. worse for everyone <laughs> like because i mean i don't i really don't have a problem with people at all i mean if it i think it is the case that she assessed her sort of like career prospects and said look like me representing China might be like a really great way for me to go about this. You know, I don't think it's just about the Olympics. I think it's also about becoming like a famous, important person. Yeah, yeah. longevity. And, because yeah. Olympic stars are famous for like three days uh, every four years and then they fade out. Uh, so, but this is a way for her to have a lasting career. Uh, probably going to venture out into whatever her interest is, maybe like fashion and, and, acting or you know whatever these people do is much more likely to happen in china whereas in the u.s just be one of many mm-hmm. um kind of like four years like you know every, every four years there's a new star and then nobody cares after 
Her sponsorships are crazy. She's she's like a modeling for Victoria's Secret, Yves Saint Laurent. Uh, what was the other one? I, I don't think, think she's Elv- modeling for Victoria's Secret. I mean, she, she's like she would have been like sixteen at the time. I, I think maybe she has a sponsorship deal. Uh, but anyway, no, yeah. she's a Victoria's Secret model. Are you, I mean, are you I sure don't, about I don't, that? Because I, I, I look at something. She's like model for like Vogue that's what I've and read all these too, things. Yeah. But, like right, she okay. model for for Victoria's Secret. But okay, maybe it was like a perfume or something. Because no, no, I yeah. think she just signed with them. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's she's with Victoria's Secret. Yeah. So, which Victoria's Secret, by the way, has taken a different turn. I, I don't think it's the same as it used to be. No, now they're like a body yeah. positivity and shit. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. But my point being, those are very prim- like LV, right? YSL, uh, like those yeah. are huge, huge brands. And if she was, I mean, <clears throat> clearly she has the looks and stuff for this. But like honestly, like okay, if she stayed in the u.s like what's her ceiling here like like really someone like apollo ono or uh chloe kim chloe kim yeah would kind of like represent probably somewhere around where she could hope to end up and i don't think either i mean what like maybe she'll do like a turn on dancing with the stars i was about to say that's right apollo (laughs) ono right did he do that (laughs) you know and maybe like a toyota commercial or something right like in china um she's she could be like the the leaning of I, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's sort of like a national hero. He was like one of the first people to win like a gold medal in gymnastics, I think. He was like a you know, he's like the Michael, he's like a Michael Jordan type figure in China. I mean, she could be that for like winter sports. And I think like uh something I saw Lillian Lee on Twitter uh tweet out like a really interesting thread about how China wanted these winter. No one else wants the Winter Olympics. I mean, it's like really not profitable. And like you said, most people don't give a shit about it. Why do they want to do it? And her theory, which I thought was a good one, was that China actually wants the government wants to kickstart winter sports as like a national trend. You know, they want to start investments in the north, in the mountains. They want to get people buying ski gear. They want people to like, you know, learn how to ski and become good at it and just sort of make make that part of the culture. And I mean, you think about that kind of investment and Eileen Gu could be the sort of face of that. Her ceiling is like so much higher than, than it would be here. In That's America. what I was going to say is that it, you, she, you, if you were just going to be United States, aside from what Chris, you were saying just about how I think there isn't much of a market for those types of athletes in America, but it's sort of a mature market, right? Like we've had stars in that, in, in, in skiing and in, and in winter sports in China, they haven't really had that. Right. So if you want to be the first, if you're going to be the first, that's huge. Uh, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. And also like the market side, if you're like a mediocre star in China, you probably still make more money than if you're a top star in America, just, just based on numbers alone. And in America, free. What's her sport exactly? Is it freestyle skiing? Is it extreme? Yeah, she's, she's got. She's in yeah. three different. But but basically, it's like X style style. It's X game style skiing. You know, yeah, like nobody cares about that in America. It's yeah. it's gonna no, be for, totally no forgotten. A, shit. Uh, a, a week from now, nobody's gonna care. And but it, you know, in China, they, they just more opportunity, and that's probably an, another thing that rankles Americans is like, well, oh no, we're not the land of opportunity anymore. Among other things, yeah, exactly. But, um, mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. but let's get to. The, the racial thing, because I think this is really key. The fact that 
she, she's not just Asian, but she's Hapa. And I and not only that, but also a Hapa woman, also like a very attractive Hapa woman. There's just like so much shit going on here. Let's let's uh, un- uh untie this because there's a there's a lot going on here. So I th- I think there's a lot of things going on here that really just upend the traditional narrative. Like, like the thing is, I think, you know, a lot of people probably don't want to openly admit this, but there, there is, I think among a lot of Americans, even like supposedly very progressive types, there is this kind of like idealization of Hapas as the, the union of the two uh, so-called best races in the world, Asians and whites. And even more than just like Hapa sons i think hapa daughters they're like considered this unicorn of everything good like attractive smart whatever uh superior this like hybrid vigor type of creepiness uh superior to both you know white and just white or just asian in a way that i think hapa guys are not and because they are like the crown jewel of this uh you know race mixing there is the foregone conclusion is well of course they belong to the to white men and white nations and the fact that she is basically turning her back on the u.s in terms of you know olympics you can only represent one country if you represent if you have options between two and you choose one you are definitely turning your back on the one you rejected that i think has just people are like wait 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 wait. this is not supposed to happen this way it has not happened this way for so long what the fuck is going on you know, fuck that bitch. And, and we see this like histrionics on Twitter, especially from like white dudes. I think that might be true because there was no such furor over Beverly Zoo. And that was basically the same thing. Right, right. Okay, so wh- why don't you explain a bit about who Beverly Zoo is? I don't think a lot of people know. I don't I don't know much about her. I think she's she's a figure skater who was like born in America. She's American born Chinese, full Chinese. From what I read, like there's not a lot of details, but it seems like her father um moved back to like moved the family back to China to like take a big job. He's like a big time AI researcher. So obviously he's like kind of I think he's the real package as to what China was trying to get back there is this AI guy. Um yeah. but she's like a pretty you know I mean relative to like normal people she's like this pretty stellar athlete herself. And it sounds like she got sort of fast tracked into onto the Olympic team. And um so she's she's uh renounced her US citizenship. She did, uh, yeah. Which I don't think Eileen Gu did, right? Well they she hasn't been open about it unless I think the Chinese government made a super special exception. By def like by right. their own law, she must have given up her US, but maybe it was like they found it whatever. But she's never explicitly said it. Yeah, so she actually Beverly Zhu Zhu uh, Zhu Yi is, I think, is her name in when her, her full Chinese name, but she's like, uh, no one really talked about her. I mean, she did the exact same thing. She and she renounced her U.S. citizenship, and she's skating for China. And I don't see anyone up in arms about her. You know, I mean, it might be the fact that she's not really that competitive of a skater, and um, you know, she doesn't. She her her star just doesn't shine as bright. No, not as Eileen. Now, is that racial in nature? I don't think it's necessarily the case that it's racial but yeah i see what you're saying i mean i think there is a sense that eileen gu is kind of a white woman <laughs> and the betrayal by like to see beverly Zhu and she grew up you know she's like full chinese her father wants to move back to china i mean it's almost like they were actually chinese she just happened to be born here um and then kind of went back to where she quote should be so i don't think anybody really cared 
But Eileen Gu is like, yeah, I think she's much more, you know, considered a Western woman, an American woman. And it was strange. It was a strange move, I, you know, totally not expected. Yeah, she, I think people see her as like a bellwether for basically the next century. Here's this woman, as I said, according to that kind of like creepy uh, hybrid vigor theory, you know, best of both worlds has, the world is her oyster. She can choose anything, anybody she wants. What it, so therefore, nothing is closed off to her. Whatever choice she makes is a sign of things to come. And the fact that she chose China in, you know, as, as her representative country, uh, and not just for the Olympics, it's, it's kind of like she staked it out there for a lot of her, you know, business interests. Presumably she's going to spend more time there. I'm not sure about that. Uh, but you know, if you have, if you're that invested and involved, you're going to do that. So I think it's just, it's just sent shockwaves. She'll be the most famous person in her, uh, Stanford entering class. And, she it's it's clear that this was clearly this was definitely like the right move for her mm-hmm. um because did you see there was like a there was like a metric for like search terms for her she's she's like oh exploding. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, so you just, yeah. she totally got streisand the streisand effect like, <laughs> yeah, the more they, yeah. they trash her and, and i don't know like some of the ways they trash her is just so creepy she's an i mean ultimately she's an 18 year old yeah girl and you just see even like daily show you know was just like trashing her you know, and I'm like, that's all it takes. Like, all it takes is for her to say, okay, I'm going to rep China. And then you're just like, okay, 18-year-old girl, we're going to trash her. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it I saw that segment on, on Tucker Carlson where that guy, Will Kane, he, he says, like, she betrays betrayed America. You know, I've noticed this is like when, a, when like, a non-white person, or like especially an Asian person, or really any non-white, especially immigrant, like, succeeds in america they always say that they're like this country allowed you to succeed i think he said something like america not only raised her america not only raised her the country but it but it like turned her into a world-class skier and if it's like a white person who does it oh then it's all about determination and and your individual effort you know and talent hard work yeah. and all this stuff yeah, you yeah. Know? but no she is who she and this kind of goes to what chris is saying is like no you know she's great because of america like america put its dna in her so you know it is really yeah. gross it's it creepy. is really gross but they're like the thing that makes her great is that she's not just some like you know full asian nobody she's like she's got She's a Chinese person, yes, but she's got like the American DNA in her, and then she had all the benefits of being here, and we made her, we raised her. The fuck are you talking about? It, it, well, it's crazy. And, yeah, and I don't know if this is, um, if you guys have thought about uh, this. Just this thought entered my head too is uh, when I was listening to Chris talk about how sort of like um, people think she had the you know the white and the and the Asian, and that's sort of seen as maybe the the, the optimal mix in a, in that race sciencey way. But even even within that, she had, I think, what people feel is like, at least for like the creepy American white dudes like Tucker Carlson and Will Kane, the, the best sort of pairing, the white dad and the Asian mom, right? Remember I always said earlier, but her white dad is basically a total non-entity. There is, because imagine, okay, imagine, I think their ideal situation, like this is the way the narrative is supposed to go. Her mom comes to America, is basically saved from, you know, gross little small-dicked tyrannical Asian dudes by the good, strong 
uh, white American man has the the beautiful Hapa daughter, and of course the Hapa daughter uh, continues on this this basic pattern and then self-replicates it to the point where you know, the union of East and West is defined by you know, the white man, Asian woman pairing. But here, he's not in the picture at all. Like the way it's supposed to go is, I bet uh, Eileen Gu becomes a, a strong patriot and you see her dad and her mom in this like great uh, loving uh, 21st century type of relationship in contrast to the, the loveless, forced, basically just you know, arranged against their will type of, I don't know, like sex slavery in China. And, and, and you know, in 2022, in, in their own backyard, Eileen Gu uh, advances um, the cultural uh, superiority of the U.S. That's the way the narrative is supposed to go. And the way it actually is playing out is so against that. And uh, that's why people are freaking out. Yeah. Um, there is a skier. Uh, I put this in the in the Discord. Yeah. Um, Kai Owens, who's full Chinese and was she's a mogul skier for for Team USA, uh, but she was born in China and was adopted by I guess a white family in America. Yeah. Um, but that I don't know. There's not a there wasn't much. I don't know if maybe you know. Again, I think a lot of this has to do with the individual's um, star potential, and Eileen Gu is like. A freak. She's a freak when it comes yeah. to her potential because it's like she's got it all. She she's fucking. She's got like a perfect SAT almost. Oh yeah, she's, I saw that on Wikipedia. I was like, why? Why did they put that in there? That was so unnecessary. Yeah. Well, because it it's just another. You know, it's like it's just another thing where she's like, she's just got it all. She's got. She's like a. She's like a stellar student. She's. Uh, not just like an Olympic athlete, but she's like leader. She's the favorite. The, she's the favorite. Yeah. She she's like you know top fluent, top tier model. Totally fluent looks. in Mandarin. Yeah, and in, she's crazy fluent in Chinese. She sounds like a local. Uh, she sounds like she is you know like a local Chinese person. She Thank even you. has like the Beijing accent and everything. Didn't she talk about how like her grandmother? She has like a close relationship with her grandmother. No, her grandmother is like. Her grandmother and then uh, I think her grandfather was also a big influence in her life. So as I said, yeah. even though she is Hapa, there's basically no white parent in the picture. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and, right. and the, I mean, from that, I think you guys have alluded to that's, or I think Chris, you said this, that, that like her making this decision is um, a potential bellwether or indicator of, uh, of the future. And I think in that context, the sort of the freak out, by American media makes a little bit more sense. Obviously, some people take it to the really creepy lengths, but it makes sense because it just is another indication that America is losing its place because this would have never happened uh, even 20 years ago uh, or even like 10 years ago. Um, We were the destination uh, where people were defecting to us. And literally, we built certain like sports through defectors. you know, and, so and I and I think that is also fucking up a lot of Asian Americans because Eileen Gu is basically a, a almost like a cartoonish, you, you know. Um, there's like a saying in Korean. Uh, it's called like "omchina." It means like your mom's friend's son. It's basically the son that you always <laughs> get compared to, and he's always better than you at everything. Right. right. Eileen Gu is like. I mean, like, I, I mean, you, maybe you could even say the racial thing. That that's like really 
that's what really fucked up. But let's leave that out. But you know, in terms of just her fluency, her grades, her just like excelling at basically whatever she does, she is like if she were your mom's friend's daughter, you would fucking despise her. And I, I think a lot of Asian Americans are kind of reacting in the same way, especially those who really did invest a lot in the kind of older pre-Trumpian, um, kind of like end of history America, you know, the one where America uh, literally and uh, just figuratively was the convergence point for everything. This is where, this is the destination. This is what history was leading up to. There were, I think, a lot of Asian Americans who bought into that are heavily invested in that idea, even if they claim to be critical of America or whatever. They're really not. Um, they'll say shit like, well, but at least in America, we can question these things, unlike in other places of the world, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think for them, Eileen Gu is just as rattling for them as it is for a Will Kane or Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately when people talk about you know, it like it's cope, right? When you're like saying like, oh, yes, but you can't, you're not allowed, you're not free when you're in China. That's cope. And I think a lot of like going back to like these, these diaspora Asian um, writers um, or, or, or um, journalists, you know, a lot of them are super salty because they got kicked out of China. Um, a lot of them had their visas revoked um, during that spat um, under Trump. And they're not, you know, this is like the first time they've been allowed back. and. I think a lot of it is sort of, you know, I think kind of confronting the fact that Asian Americans like, look, like you're hitched to the, you might in a way be hitched to the wrong ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then especially when you're so like pro Asian identity stuff, like when it comes to being an American and you trade off that to an extent, your identity's built on, you know, like explaining China to like white people, which is a lot of you know, a lot of what they do. And the reality is like you're alienated from China. You don't know anything about China. You barely speak Chinese. Like, what do you know? You know? So uh yeah, I think it's you look at someone like Eileen Gu, and I think she just busts all these notions where she's like, look, and they keep saying, like, oh, she won't like comment on human rights in China. I'm like, yeah, why would she? Like she, she's not a human rights activist. She's a fucking model and athlete. You know, she's there. She's like, let's face it. She's there. Mm -hmm. She's there for her own good. She's, she's there to advance her own career. And China has embraced her and she's going to make a shitload of money. And I think people are, they, they just fucking, they hate it. They just hate, they hate that that was given to her and not to them. Yeah, I was reading this <laughs> Economist article just to get some background info on her. And uh, one of the things they really uh, emphasized was the fact that she made a decision in 2019 and they were saying, but China has become a much darker place uh, since 2019. When I was reading that, I was like, wait a minute, America has become well, a much darker place. Yeah, it's so weird when they say this shit. Yeah. It's like they always say it's like exactly they're just writing about America, but then they just... Right. Projected onto China, it's so strange. It's not darker in China. The fuck are they talking the about? Dark. I mean, it's it, like it, China. I, I mean, for as little as we know in China, it seems like they've kind of just been what they are. But I mean, at least by what we know, America's definitely been on a huge decline since 2019. Oh, since uh, yes. And I, I thought, like everything they said about China, you could say even more about the U.S. Yeah, I mean, and then didn't didn't Eileen also make some um, statements about sort of just the ongoing. Um, anti-asian violence you know in the yeah, yeah she said that and i think that also will rankle them too because like she's criticizing the u.s but then 
as you said, you know, she she refuses to say anything about what's going on in China. No, it's uh, a LeBron because she was she was know? commenting on something that actually happened to her and her grandmother. Right, exactly. Exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah. She she so was also apparently bullshit. well, I mean, everyone did, but she was also like supporting the the Black Lives Matter stuff in in 2020. But yeah, people are going to get, you know, the LeBron derangement syndrome or or John Cena derangement syndrome uh is it's going to affect her too. Um oh, one thing I I want to also say about like Asian Americans getting all scrambled by her. I saw some of them trying to act as if the Eileen Gu situation was a very personal identity crisis she was having kind of like you know the stereotypical asian american asking am i american or am i chinese it's like that that is nothing like what she did no she quite literally chose her team team china in her in her skiing thing and i think it's just a bunch of asian americans trying to make it about themselves again and i think the conversation has moved past them and yeah they're, they're it just felt like they were grasping at straws and trying to equate what she did with what they're doing like you waffling on you know whether to bring dumplings to your workplace lunch is nothing like what she's done which is take this huge step and you know pretty much put herself in the american firing line and just and she's like has not apologized for it at all and it's more than what you you those people have done so probably one of the grossest um exchanges (laughs) on twitter was with lita hong fincher and frankie huang i don't even want to say their names but yes we have to yeah yeah fuck both of them i mean so lita hong fincher fashions herself an expert on chinese feminism and here she is she's she's saying like oh i wonder how eileen gu's gonna feel when she's older and wiser and like you know, the the consequences of what she's done, you know, like when she catches up with her. I'm like, what do you think she's doing? Porn? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. She's and fucking skiing. She's fucking skiing in the she Olympics. Skis. And she's like making like she's she's going to have a penthouse in Shanghai. She's going to she's going to do some advertisements for like Louis Vuitton. Like <laughs> she's going to promote winter sports to all of China. Like, yeah. What do you mean? The, the, and be a beloved impact- figure. Right, she she's like laying the found foundation for like an amazing career. What do you mean, uh, Lita? Like, who are you? Like, who's Fincher? Like, and then who's she? and then Cranky Huang was like, um, yes, and just, her mother's just call her role. Cranky Huang because that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, um, and and she was like, um, <laughs> it is appropriate. Yeah, and she was and she her reply to um, Hong Fincher was, yes, I, I worry about that and and how she'll feel about her mother's role in all this. Like oh yeah, the parent, uh, I think she uh, loves her mom, and her mom is a badass, and she's raised a badass daughter. So I don't yeah, know what the hell yeah, she, exactly. you're fucking Let's talking about. Let's not talk about your own psychological issues. Yeah, you know just what I mean? because you cr- you cry every time you're I don't know you think about your mom. Like I I don't. It just it's insane. Like yeah, and, and by by consequences by Hong Fincher, the only consequences it renders her more relevant. That's the only real consequence out of this. It's not gonna have any real impact on you know world economic that that. That's like a boulder that's moving. It's like one 18-year-old girl, no matter how much of a star she is, is not going to impact that in real any significant way. There's so many like machinations going on behind the scenes that we can't even possibly comprehend. It's really about how her narrative cuts against someone like Hong Fincher's narrative that she's been working at for like all her life. Look, I mean, sorry, but at the end of the day, like you can profess all you want to be, oh, I'm a Chinese feminist or whatever, but you're just tearing down another That's another, right. another woman. That's right. And you you know she's doing it because she is Chinese and she feels ownership over that, both of them. They feel like that 
because Eileen has a Chinese mother, Frankie has some wisdom that she can hold over her as an older, less relevant Chinese woman. <laughs> right. To be like, oh, one day you will see things my way because, you know, you're cursed as a Chinese woman to be as cranky as I am, you know, <laughs> or Lita Hong Fincher going like, you will also regret every mis- every choice you made in life. Stop tearing her down. Yeah. That's not very feminist of you, is it? That, yes, You're that, mad yeah. at this woman because she's making a name for herself and she's unabashed. She's an unabashed opportunist. And I, and I applaud her for that because why shouldn't she be? She should take everything. She should grab that bag while it's available for her. And I'm glad she did. And all these fucking haters can just like, I don't know, go sit and stew. Like nobody cares. Nobody wants to see either of them, you know, in a in a in an LV fashion shoot. I don't want to see either of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, oh, God, no one's no. going to buy a, a you know, $2,000 handbag because one of them is wearing it. No, they're not. All right. I don't want to see them barreling down the mountain. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, stop hating. Jesus. And, it, and, and at the end of the day, what, it's what, just, what, what what standing do they have yeah. to talk shit about Eileen Gu? What 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 have they done to earn that? You know, they're just that, older. That's it. But it's also not like <laughs> Eileen Asian. Gu is in a field where you need to have any standing at all to do whatever. It's like you're just she's just a skier. All right, like just just let her ski. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, all right. So we've been saying all this good stuff about Eileen Gu. Um, there is, uh, I found this post on Asian identity. It's by this Asian woman. Her handle is Alaska 91. I thought it was a very, uh, very interesting post. And I, th- I thought she raised some good points. It's basically about is Eileen Gu getting a, a big step up because she is half white in China. So it, it's kind of a long post. Um, if, if it drags on, you feel free to cut me off at any time, but I'll try to read the whole thing. Is she a net benefit or net positive? I'd wager net is zero. Pro, yes, it's good that she makes racist anti-China people mad. However, let's be real, white worship. The Chinese government is responsible for propping her up. They did this so much that Americans caught notice. It's not organic, a political tool to show Chinese people that. Hey, look, China is rising so much that even a white hapa mix chooses China over the USA. We, the Chinese government, are doing really well, which is fine, except that there are many other athletes that aren't propped up in media because they aren't a white hapa mix. Why, this is a super sad case to me. This is sad from a female Asian American perspective. The Chinese government gets what it wants by utilizing existing white worship in China. White worship is a huge issue. That the, that doesn't mean that China is racist towards non-white, non-Asian people, but rather that white hapas get extra benefits in China. As an Asian woman myself, I believe Asian worship of hapas, only white hapas, is partially responsible for Asian girls throwing themselves at mediocre white guys. High Asian female outmarriage. It's not just media. It's Asian culture treating hapas better than full Asians. So Asian women look at it and think, damn, if my kids are going to compete, they should be half white. I'm going to chase after a white boy. I literally have heard other girls say that. Because many women validate themselves through their kids, just like many men validate themselves through a hot girlfriend slash wife. Uh, then she brings up Beverly Zhu. Um, eh. Yeah, and, and okay, here's this final point. I think it's dangerous what the Chinese government is doing. Hypocrisy. Y'all get upset when Asian passing Ross Butler takes the role of full Asian man, but are okay with white passing Eileen Gu getting propped up versus Beverly Zhu or other non-Asian, non-white mixes, full Asians. Um, so yeah, let, let's discuss this post a bit. Uh, long story short, uh, if you kind of lost track in all that, listeners, there's an Asian woman saying that Eileen Gu is being boosted too much simply because she's Hapa. She promotes 
white worship, uh, which causes a lot of like self-hatred, especially among Asian women who chase white men. And I think she's calling out Asian men who get upset when Hapa men get boosted over full Asian men, but are fully supporting Eileen Gu uh, when Eileen Gu is being boosted over full Asian women. I think this is a legitimate viewpoint, though I think it's wrong in the sense that, I, again, I think this is being projected onto China. I don't think that this is that big of an issue in China. I think if, I mean, the comparison with Beverly Zhu, like we've, you know, we already talked about this, but one, she's not a very good athlete compared to, <laughs> I mean, she's not, she's not, she's not a gold medal hopeful. Okay. Yeah. And so they're not going to like put all this put all this like investment into someone who's not even really expected to like place. Well, I think, I think okay. that the so, poster was saying so, though. So the, well, okay, sorry. And so the other thing is Beverly Zhu doesn't speak any Chinese. Hmm. That, and that was a major point of, of annoyance with uh, people in China with her, at least from what I read um, was that they don't really consider her, uh, you know, they don't really consider her like really that invested in China because she doesn't speak. And I see that like speaking Chinese is a huge deal to Chinese people. You know what I mean? And you could say that it's all about Eileen Gu's being half white, but she speaks like perfect Chinese. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't think that if you go to China, that they're always looking for like mixed. I mean, I think there is a little bit of, there's an interest in that and an exotic fascination with it. But I, you know, I mean, every, I don't think that there's some like top tier of celebrities that's, you know, they're all mixed race or something like that. I think this is more of an Asian American complex, personally. Yeah, I, I would say, I, yeah. I mean, because I, I there is, there is a, Chi look, there is a Chinese fascination with like mixed race people, but like, that's a, that's their sort of like exotic, that that's their sort of like, oh, how exotic, right? But as it's particularly a sensitive thing for Asian Americans, because that make because we live in a white dominated society, and to see Asian people exotify mixed race, particularly mixed or only really only uh, half white Asian people, Chinese people, or Korean people, or whatever it is, I think it hits the diaspora particularly hard. Whereas from their perspective, the Korean or Chinese or Japanese, well, I don't want to, Japanese are different, but like the Chinese perspective, I can say, I, I don't think they see it. I don't think they see it as white worship. You know, uh, they don't have this complex because I mean, like every single top star, every single like man in power or, you know, woman in power or, you know, super famous uh celebrity or whatever they're all full chinese uh, yeah so yeah. it's they don't think they don't worry about that yeah i was I mean? gonna it's say it's different. not like every athlete like if you look at the sort of chinese athletes that have been um uh you know gotten really famous i don't think the vast majority of them are fully chinese right like and and were born and raised there um so i but i think what this poster is also pointing out is that um when Eileen and and Beverly, because uh, they you know Beverly what um, went to China in 2018 and Eileen went in 2019, but at the same time that they went over in their respective sports, they were like the number one junior athlete in the world at that sport. Wait, so Beverly was, was Beverly was uh, had won the um, junior level ice skating like nationals in the U.S. twice. Okay. Um. So then her point is like, why didn't 
Beverly get the same support from the government as Eileen did. I think that's her point. I don't know whether that is because of the white worship. I don't think so. What do you mean she didn't get the same support? She got. That's she what got, the post is asserting. I, I don't know if it's. I true. know, but what? Well, I'm asking. I'm yeah. not asking you. I'm asking yeah. her. Like the poster. Like, what do you mean she didn't get the support? She got. She got on the Olympic team. <laughs> She's a Chinese citizen. Like what? Right. What, it seems what, to what go exactly counter- did the Chinese government do here? That's so. And that double seems standards. To- Right, and that seems to go counter to a lot of the complaints I think of the other Chinese figure skating athletes, who are like, "No, she was she was sort of pushed ahead of us," right? Um, yeah. So I don't, so I don't understand. The, I don't know how I that. I don't understand would, this complaint. Yeah. Like poor Beverly Zhu. What do you mean poor Beverly Zhu? She's on the Olympic team. She's skating for China. Right. Right. And um, it's so, not look. The Chinese government can't force uh, Victoria's Secret to give her a modeling contract. Right. I don't even know if she wants right. that anyway. That's why is that the Chinese government's fault? This is really not about the Chinese government or even about these. Uh, particular women themselves it's about a greater just gripe about just race and you know attractiveness hierarchies projected onto these uh women like i, I mean i really don't know the you know the 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 marketing plans uh yeah the original files maybe they did say you know what we we do like the the hapa mixes but you know there's no I think it's really, the more important thing is this is something that the poster has felt all her life. You know, with good reason. There is obviously she's right, this- but I just think it's wrong to blame the Chinese government. I think she'd be right to point out that the European fashion houses that are hiring models, they specifically they probably really like the fact that Eileen Gu is white passing Hapa because they want to popularize a Europe Eurocentric aesthetic in China because that's their IP. They can't compete with Chinese aesthetics. They don't have any specialty in that. So they've got to push a, a, a Western-centric, Eurocentric uh, aesthetic in China that is viable. You know, and, and they've had problems in the past because uh, Chinese are very sensitive about European companies coming in and acting racist. Like, um, you know, like, like uh, Balenciaga did and, and, a, and a few others. And so... They, I think they look at an Eileen Gu and they're like, wow, she's popular and she looks like a white woman and she's, you know, fits our sort of definition of beauty and glamour. Blame them. Blame the fucking European uh, fashion houses or blame Victoria's Secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that 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 they're, they definitely don't are not that interested in a Chloe Kim or a Beverly Zhu or a Nathan Chen because they're full Asian. You know, so she speaking of Nathan Chen. I wonder why. I mean, we I think we kind of know why, but you know, he could be used as the counter Eileen Gu. Here's this, you know, good Asian American raised in America, choose proudly to represent America, top of his field. Uh, but you know, it's like they don't really care um, for for various reasons. Probably has to do with I, I think him being a guy probably. Um, doesn't help and he's an asian guy he's a full asian guy um i just there's just a low ceiling for that yeah period yeah it's like there's no there's no i mean everyone knows this yeah either way skater yeah because it's as i said uh earlier in this episode the reason why eileen goes why she matters so much is that she has like the world at her feet you know she has every option available to her whereas with even if you're like a nathan chen and you are the top male figure skater uh, I don't know how he is historically. Maybe he might even has a chance to be one of the, like the, the greatest of all time. In the end, you're still an Asian dude. 
like, where else are you going to go but America? That kind of thing. Or even if you went to China, it might even be like, well, of course, you're an Asian dude. You couldn't hack it in America. Of course, you go crawling back to your ancestral homeland where they have lower standards and stuff like that. Oh, there was a good response to this, I I, I thought. It oh, says, well, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, oh, you mean this post? Yeah, to this post. All right, read it. Um, this person wrote that there are three fully white American men on China's national hockey team. Why don't they attack that? I'm more interested in the presentation optics here. The fact that, well, yeah, it just doesn't like the boba. The bobas and white racists are against her tells me everything I need to know about her and gives me every reason to support her. This idea that she is being promoted only because she's white is just not true. The national hockey team of China has full white people on it. There are other white people competing for the Chinese team in the Winter Olympics. It's not because she's white. It's because she's a good athlete. Well, I think there's a little bit of a mistake there because there is a difference, I think, between fully white and hapa. Because hapa becomes like this contested identity, whereas white, it's kind of just white. You know, I think... Then I guess Hoppe, there's like a contested identity within a single person. Right. So I think but then the white worship t- is more complex than just calling it white worship. Yeah. I don't really like that right? term white worship. I don't like you that. Know? I, yeah. I don't really think that's what it is. Um, it is this weird um, belief, as Chris, I think, was pointing out that, you know, you can improve both the white and the Asian by mixing it together. And, you know, like there are. Asian, like Asians who, you know, want to have half white children and they'll try to justify saying, I'm like colonizing the colonizer. But the only way that really is becomes true is if their children then choose Asianness, whether in all aspects, whether it's like culturally, romantically, socially, all that. If they choose Asian, then yeah, you are basically like taking a white person and, and, and consuming them into Asianness so that down the line, they just become this like insignificant white ancestor in your family tree. Like it, we're getting kind of like race science here, but you know, that, that is like just biological fact. So, um, but I think the reason why a lot of white people like, uh, you know, interracial relationships with like Asian people is that the assumption is the children will gravitate towards whiteness and uh, the Asian will become that one weird ancestor in the family tree. And okay, maybe the, the, the Hapa guys, because they'll still be kind of Asian and, therefore lesser than white men. So they'll like, you know, play their Hapa advantage card in Asian social circles. But the the Hapa girls, which are the real prize in this, all this will definitely choose their whiteness. And once they start choosing Asianness, you've lost the war. That's the, that's the fear. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. And also, Um, I I think there's this thing where I think you've heard this kind of like racist white guy and, you, and you're like obsessed with this like domination politics kind of thing. It's like, okay, um, you, you can like take Asian women from Asian men, but but the fact is you will never take all of them. Like the numbers just are not in your favor. There will always be way more Asian dudes with Asian women. And, and in the end, you are just kind of, you're kind of doing what they've been doing all all their lives and will continue to do so. You're not really taking that much from them. And yeah, maybe Asian guys uh, don't have a lot of like white women, but you know, white women are supposed to belong to you. And not only that, but you also have these resentments against white women and you want to, you want to like uh, cut them down to size a bit. So you got to bring in this like new race of women. Well then Hapa, they don't like, they're like new. They don't really belong to anyone. That is why what they choose is such a, uh, like a bellwether for basically where the world is heading because 
there is no history of them. They are they they don't belong to anyone. Uh, you know the way that certain races, you know, are situated close to each other and for you know thousands of years have you know socialized and everything. No, hoppers are like new. Nobody th- knows what their history is going to be. Th- this is why Asian American people are we we kind of live in a fucked up situation because like for the most part let's just take like yeah take asia as a whole like for the most part i mean when you go to asia we go to china like a lot of the stuff that we think of as like asian issues are not issues because they're asian american issues they're like specifically to asian diaspora and the concerns that you have as an asian person are very unique to being an asian person living in the west and you go to china and like all this stuff is irrelevant to them, totally irrelevant. And most of America to them, this Asian thing is a totally irrelevant either. They don't really see Asian people day to day or really think about Asian people. Asian Americans live in this sort of like intersection um, where these two giant, um, you know, like civilizations or whatever have this sort of are sort of meeting and and um mixing up and it's pretty fucked up. It's a fucked up situation because it's like, if you look at the history of it, it's pretty bad. This like when white people and Asian people mix uh, or, or interact in some way, it's usually not a good thing. It's usually like has to do with some kind of war, you know, well, that's the 20th century is the interaction of Asian and white has been often war. Yeah. And like the most catastrophic wars of the century. Except for like intra-white, like intra-European wars, you know, or or it's like you know just like uh, just horrendous racism at Asian people who move to America, um, or it's just like this filthy, gross, like you know, like white expat culture that you know finds itself in places like Hong Kong or or Thailand or whatever, and it's it's just gross. Like the 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 majority of like the where Asian Americans our heads are at is unfortunately like in this very, very like contentious, historically ugly intersection between the white part of the world and the Asian part of the world. It's just how it is. And I think that's why Asian Americans like these days have been very like intensely fixated on the notion of white domination and Asian subjugation and all that stuff. Whereas if you go to China, it's not really, you know, I don't think Chinese people like really detest white people as much as some Asian Americans do or worship them the way some white people, uh, Asian Americans do. It's like, it's very hard for us to comprehend the actual Chinese attitude towards white people. I think for the most part, I get the feeling like Chinese people right now are just annoyed with Americans and a little bit annoyed with white people. But for the most part, they don't think about it that much. And I, I think that's unthinkable for Asian Americans to be like, what do you mean you don't think about it that much? It's all I think about. <laughs> you know? well, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, so. Have you read our literature? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they haven't. They probably haven't because it's And they I think, don't that's, think the, it's, that's the one thing not that relevant really sep- to them. That's the one thing that really separates the Asian diaspora, Asian American from the authentic Asian <clears throat> is our preoccupation with our place in the West or our relationship with the West or our position via uh, vis-a-vis white people or whatever. Like it's just I mean, I mean, it, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not exempt from that, right? No, and none of us uh, are. Yeah. I don't think any of us are. Yeah. Uh, but it is a thing that I think keeps us from fully understanding what it is like to be um, a quote true Asian. Um, is that they live in their Asian world and they don't. This stuff doesn't. It just doesn't register as 
all that important, you know, day to day. So, yeah, I, I, I lean, pro- yeah, sorry, uh, go ahead. No, no, uh, finish your thought. I was going to move to. No, I think Eileen Gu is just an interesting thing because it's one that like kind of blew open um, an Asian American uh, preoccupation, you know, a preoccupation that Asian Americans have onto a global stage. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah. and, and with Eileen Gu, I think you can see like the mainstream sort of trying to grapple with issues that Asian Americans do in places like Reddit. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just want to propose like a hypothetical scenario. Like imagine if it were the other way around, let's say Eileen Gu was an Asian national. Uh, okay. Let, let's, let's keep her Hapa. And then she chose to represent America. And you got a lot of you got like the the Chinese Tucker Carlson, the Chinese Will Kane, the Chinese like uh, dudes on on Weibo attacking her the way that uh, a lot of these Americans have been attacking her. Could you just imagine the the bullshit articles we'd have to read and the the glaring silence uh, among a lot of people uh, in in the type of attack? I, I, we've seen some kind of half hearted defenses of her even from you know what well, we call Fang it the blue had chip. a half-hearted yeah, one right yeah even even those types i think is a bit too far from the but i mean if it were the other way around like it would be a hundred times worse it would be you know the, these like talks the toxic asian patriarchy you know strikes again and of course uh, a beautiful hapo girl like her would would strive so hard to escape the clutches of their under like these the societies that do not deserve her talents and beauty that kind of mentality to be insufferable. The closest thing I can think of is, do you remember Oksana Bayul? She, yeah. she was a Ukrainian skater. She won gold. And um, she skated. She didn't skate for the US, but after she won gold, like Americans were so enamored with her that she got all these like endorsement deals and then she moved to America. Yeah. And she became like that? a pro skater. And yeah. Yeah. And Wait, then was, so she was, was she like, like anti-Putin I'm, or something. Well, no, I don't this think... is ninety. This is ninety four. So, yeah. like, oh, okay, uh, never mind. Okay. It, was, it was like Putin wasn't even on the scene. But she wasn't political at all. And so oh, she okay. she moved to the United States, and it was this big deal. They were like, "Oh my God!" She like you know lifted herself out of you know this post Soviet poverty in the Ukraine in Ukraine, and she you know got onto the world stage. Uh, I think in France, won the gold, beat I think Nancy Kerrigan. You know, and and then lived her dream. Her dream was to like come to the United States, and she came to the United States, and then she, I think she like got a DUI, and she hurt like everything just <laughs> fell apart. When she she just became like a total oh degenerate God. when she moved to the United it's States. So funny, <laughs> like you do. Um, she burned out real quick here. Yeah, uh, that, that was the that, real story. The real story would be they come to the United States and they just become a Los Angeles degenerate. Well, that's what she, yeah, but she, it was at Lillehammer. So that's what I thought it was. Lillehammer, those Olympics. Um, yeah, 94. Who'd she beat? I, Nancy Kerrigan. Well, yeah. While, while you're looking that up. Yeah. They wanted, like, they would, like, imagine, well, what's her name? Um, the, the, the North Korean liar. What's her name? Oh my oh, God. She uh, lived, she was my neighbor. She lived in Cliffside Park. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway. You mean Yummy Park? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It would have been like that situation, oh, except, yeah, except, yeah. Yeah, except way bigger because it it would be on the like a like a real celebrity slash athlete stage. That it would have been like that, and oh, the fucking thing pieces that come out of NBC Asian America or or that kind of shit it would just be uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those people they 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 I, I think they're like 
I'm sure they're in their slacks right now thinking, okay, we, we don't like this. I think in their gut, they don't like this idea of any Asian person having to choose between like America and, and their ancestral homeland. But on the other hand, you've got people like us, you've got the, you know, the other like tankies or you got like Asian identity being way too pro Eileen good. Like we can't follow them. We gotta, we gotta come up with our own uh, unique selling position on this. And I'm sure they're like trying to think of one right now. I think that's why they can't just explicitly come in defense of her and all the racist sexist I think, stuff. That's I, I think leaving aside the psychosexual aspects of it, which I think are, are true, but I think kind of niche, you know, I think the the thing that really bothers some of people about her not everyone. I think most Americans don't give a shit. I think the, the vast majority of people just probably don't give a shit about this at all. But for the media types that are, you know, that are obsessed, I'd like, I can, I can just imagine what like a Matt Iglesias thinks about this, right? <laughs> like she, the thing, the scary thing about Eileen Gu is she represents the future. Yeah. She is an indicator of where things are headed, that the center of cultural mass and relevance is moving away from us. And mm-hmm. not gone. It's not gone. I mean, it's not like we're, ne- we're we're just like a backwater now, but it is definitely moving towards Asia. You know, I don't think it's just about China. I think it's about Asia as a whole, like right. is becoming more and more the center of the universe. Yeah, and, speaking, mm-hmm. speaking of Matt Iglesias, 1 billion Americans, if a good chunk of those 1 billion Americans are part Asian and they choose Asian uh, in, in any kind of conflict with america well that's uh you failed you know that's not one billion it's more like 700 million america. i don't well, know yeah, what, what and, number well, that and, is but and, and i think another indication of this sort of history is now sort of bending away from the united states um is evident in the opening ceremony that you described teen in that um like china has gone from sort of this nationalistic display in 2008 to a more universalist, right? Um, yes. You know, uh, worldly, uh, you know, non-nationalistic display in 2022. But for the U.S. US and the U, I think for the U.S. people or for Americans, they feel that that was sort of their, like that universalist, like worldly perspective was ours. But now you see that I think our sports spectacle <clears throat> has turned much more nationalistic. Oh yeah. Like we were. We were much more like the Imagine thing in the 80s and 90s, but mm-hmm. now we're like every display at sports has to be rah, rah, USA. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, I mean, it's just, that, that's very clear. I mean, and, you know, it, it's a sign, it's a, it's a show of weakness in my mind that it we're is. so and Can I say rah, that rah, the US USA. athletes were doing this like at the opening ceremony? For the most part, I, I didn't think, I thought it was cool and I always liked the athletes, but they were oh, doing yeah. the USA, the USA, USA <sighs> chant. And I just, can we just fucking retire that? Like, can we just all agree to just stop as a country, stop chanting USA? Uh, it please, sounds, yeah. it sounds like a bunch of frat bros cheering on a date rape. It's horrible. <laughs> I fucking hate it when people chant but that's, USA. But that's, a, that's American sports fans though. I there's mean, just something awful about the way that's, that gets chanted. I, it, for, I, it, I, I really, we need to stop doing that. Chris, you and I are soccer fans, and I know that obviously you don't you don't root for the U.S. team because you're not <laughs> you're not from the U.S. But um, I just cannot stand our U.S. soccer fans, like our national team fans. Like it's the worst. Probably the worst chance, right? Uh, well, the worst chance. I mean, I might like them better if they just if we just had good chance, but we don't have any good chance. Um, oh, speaking of the athletes, did you see that 
uh, I don't know if it was an article, but they were saying that, I think it was the New York Times, actually. They said China was basically being anti-trans because they had just like binary colors for men and women, but the U.S. <laughs> yeah. was doing the <laughs> The U.S. did the same. Nobody, get, nobody cares about that. Okay? The Just U.S. did the same up. thing, though. <laughs> yes, everyone did that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. But, but it was, I, I guess it was not just the colors. It was the actual uniform is different. Like the U.S., I guess, just has different colors, but the same actual jacket or something. Just, just I don't know. Up. Who cares? It's like, it's like everyone's little pet <laughs> issue gets aired out. On this, just like, I don't know. <laughs> and the whole thing just strikes me as just like, just the U.S. just feels... The American media just feels incredibly like insecure, insecure and just yeah. lacking in grace. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. They, they just don't have the capacity to show grace. And, yeah. you know, like any any sense of of, you know, I don't even know what the word is magnanimity or something like just some sort of like humility, a larger yeah. spirit. Yeah, you know just, something they can't like a higher register. It's just like, can they hit like a higher register for the purposes of this one day, where you're supposed the world's supposed to come together and the celebrate one event, yeah. this one event? You know, and like everyone stands not for a national uh, 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 anthem or anything. It's not the Chinese national anthem. It's the Olympic anthem sung in French. Right. That's you know, and every <laughs> everyone stands up for that. And we it can't act like decent guests. You know, we just like. Usually, like, and it's not just China, like Russia, like when the Russian delegation came out, you know, like the, the athletes, the they ROC. were like, yeah, like the one that came before it was like Poland. They're like, ah, Poland known for luge and oh, and no, oh, there's the legendary skeleton uh, athlete and Poland's got a great team. Oh, and here comes ROC banned because they're cheaters. Uh, <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> their, their warlord, you know, Putin is in the stands. Funny thing, Putin and Xi Jinping view America as their mortal enemy. And you wonder why. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. wonder why. Uh, and you're like, can you say maybe like maybe one athlete's name? <laughs> you know, right. Like, you know, could you maybe say like the woman's figure skater, like by far, like the favored one? She is. is She's amazing. I, I rewatched her because yeah. um, she did the, um, I think the long, the free skate for the ROC um, team competition yeah, she's or something. Awesome. She is ephemeral. I mean, she's just <laughs> she's a, she amazing. I mean, uh, but, but like, I, yeah, yeah, could they could they maybe have like named her rather than like, right. oh, here's Putin. He is gonna all the world watching to see if Putin's gonna and what he's gonna do next. Is he gonna invade Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> like, shut, shut could you imagine up. what Oksana Bayul is thinking now? Actually, Adam, um, uh, you brought up the U.S. men's soccer team. Unfortunately, they will almost certainly qualify for the next World Cup. But it's gonna be very interesting to contrast. The, the coverage of this to the Qatar World Cup, which will be in the fall slash winter yeah. of this year. Um, and I'm sure there'll be the obligatory, you know, guys, we should be mindful of the, I think they're all like South Asian or Filipino workers, a lot of them who've died uh, trying to bring this to happen, not to mention whatever like blood money is involved in all this. But you know, it'll just be it'll just be a party, and and there'll be, you know, can the U.S. finally win their first World Cup? You know that kind of bullshit. <laughs> no, no, we will not. No, no, I can already. But uh, you know, you talk. We talk about the athletes, right? And and I think, you know, in contrast to the to the media who just are, I don't know why they're even there. Um, we could have a great Olympics without any of the writing about it. Um, but I think the athletes themselves um, display are displaying great sportsmanship. Um, there was a story about um, uh, uh, curling 
And I guess the the mixed doubles team for the U.S. beat the Chinese team. And the Chinese team, you know, they had gifts. And they gave the gifts to the, the, the U.S. team. The U.S. team was very humble and, you know, accepted the gifts graciously. And, and I think if you look at what the athletes do, um, generally they're very, you know, they're very um, cordial with one another. It, it's a friendly competition. Um, yeah, so. it, it, even even the sports commentators, like the ones that actually are expert in the sport, like they're generally pretty good. Uh, they, they, they I, I found that like even on the NBC broadcast, like, you know, they, 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 they tend to be uh, generous to every athlete regardless of where they're from and they know a lot about every athlete and you don't i think it was actually worse in the past but like i think they've they've tried to be f- f- like more overall positive and fair in how they talk about each athlete and 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 so the actual sports commentators are pretty good it's just the, it's the studio commentators that you know that bring in the that try to bring in like news and current events into it that you know, like, and and all these like, fucking, I hate to say it, but all these house chink reporters, like, they don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything about sports. They don't know. They don't know anything about the Olympics. Why are they there? What are you there for? Right, you're there to trash China. That's what you're there for, right? Like, you send over reporters specifically to trash the host country. I mean, you might as well be. Who was that American swimmer that like was trashed? You know, like oh, Lochte, Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Lochte. Ryan yeah, Lochte. a bunch of Ryan Lochtes. You know? <laughs> what a fucking tool that guy Might is. as well just go to China and s- start a bar fight or something, you know? I mean, fuck What that. a fucking tool Ryan Lochte is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyway. It just reminds me, like, Adam, what you were saying, like, totally true. Like, Summer Olympics in Tokyo, when um, the Chinese gymnasts won, I think it was an individual medal or something like yeah. that. And, and um, you know, they they... The U.S. team, Sunisa, and uh, who's the um, shit? Simone the really Biles. Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. Yeah. yeah, they went over to the Chinese side and they were hugging and taking pictures together, and they genuinely seemed to like be excited well, to meet each other. And the, yeah, and that, they I'm all like, com- why? You know, fuck the State Department. Right. Send the gymnasts over. Right, and they all compete against each other all the time. They know each other, right? Like they almost grow up together in some And they go through the same ways. they understand that they go through the same, the same hell training together. The same uh, health, and the same yeah. pressures. Yeah. You know, and I was watching the figure skater f- figure skating and I think the best commentary is probably going to be figure skating because the um Tara Lipinski and and um Adam Repon are just amazing. But like the 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 Japanese skater came on for the team competition to do the free skate and he just had a horrible horrible uh, or maybe it was a chinese skater he had a horrible routine and adam repon was just sort of like you know i feel so badly for him i know he trains so hard um i you know i competed against him for years and he's a you know great guy and he you know he's more talented than he's showing um and you know he was just so he wasn't there to like dunk on him he didn't do the like this is the result of the authoritarian model no it wasn't yeah or or like yeah you know the, the the robotic Chinese they can't get into the artistry of, of figure skating or some bullshit like that. Like he was like he felt bad for someone he knew, you know, and um, he had to critique the skating or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It was just refreshing because you're like the Olympics are a different sporting event, uh, or they should be. Um, 
than just sort of any sort of sports competition. Yes, everyone wants to win, but ostensibly the Olympics are are about uniting the world. Um, and 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 you know, I think the athletes do that more if you just can pay attention to them than any of the stupidity around it from the American press for the for the most part. Yeah. Uh to bring it back to Eileen Go, if there's all this hoopla about her uh when she was an athlete, could you imagine how uh Americans would react if she like started dating some like Chinese pop star? That would be like <laughs> they would be like, oh God, the the Asian century truly has started. They'll 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 probably like just like cancel her citizenship. Yeah, like no, you, you know, I think there's a there's like a point uh, where like the Chinese military will exceed the American military through some I don't know. They have like a player efficiency ranking type of analytics I think for military <laughs> strengths. Or I think there's maybe when like China's economy no, but China's economy is already bigger than the U.S. Right? Or I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it is in real. Well, but yeah, maybe they're yeah, uh, yeah. purchasing power parity or whatever. Exceeds, not, whatever. Not per there, capita, but yeah. Yeah, but there, there's like a, a certain points which will definitely just crush the american ego when china surpasses i think eileen go if she dates some like chinese national dude is gonna surpass all that (laughs) anyway uh any any last thoughts with this episode uh she's uh i think her first event is tomorrow and i so i'm actually very kind of uh, excited to watch her do her thing because there's so much hype and i like watching people perform when there's hype because that's like extra pressure (laughs) yeah I love uh, watching athletes perform under pressure. That's what that's what makes it so exciting. Problem with these like tricks events is I I can't t- unless they fall I can't tell like if it's good or not. It's, it's, you're just waiting for the score right to come. You just you just measure it by like the commentator. Like usually with these types, the guys like oh man, yeah. 1080, mm-hmm. woohoo! Uh, it's just it's basically just like how excited that 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 dude gets. Mm-hmm. Right, gives right. You a pretty good indication <laughs> of how they do. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, woohoo! Yeah. That. <laughs> so just just go for that. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh if there are no further comments, I think we can close this one out. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh we'll have our bonus coming out in a few days and you know the schedule if you're a regular listener. If you're new, thank you for uh listening to us and we hope you'll continue. Until then, bye everyone. Bye. bye.